Reading is a superpower. Oh, yes. That's what I'm going to be talking about during this episode. I just got that quote from our dear brother, Kyrie Irving. And yes, I'm going to be touching on a little bit of that uh, issue with our dear brother. So this is an episode that you do not want to miss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. And with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation, as to why there are low levels of literacy in the Black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. Oh, my goodness. I thank you all so much for joining me. Uh, my newbies, thank you. I appreciate you for tuning in and for my old heads. I thank you for continuously uh, rocking with me, uh, giving me great feedback and making sure that you are sharing the episodes. All right. So I'm about to get right on into the topic at hand. There's been a lot of coverage on this whole uh, Kyrie Irving, where first initially it started, of course, with uh, Kanye West uh, with his comments. And I will say this, um, I felt like a lot of his comments were reckless. All right, let's be clear on that. I do feel like that, um, you know, but it started there, okay, in terms of the uh, anti-Semitic uh, conversation, okay? But who I really wanted to focus on was Kyrie Irving, because what he did, he definitely did not do anything wrong, all right? And I wanted to address him, and I'm not addressing his whole, the, the, the movie that he posted, um, or getting into that. So that's not what this episode is about. This episode is actually about his comments that he made during the interview uh, when he was questioned again in terms of, is he going to apologize to uh, the, the owner of the NBA, Adam Silver or Silver, whatever, Silverman Silver, whatever his name is, um, and the you know, whole Jewish community and all of these, um, it was like six uh, lists, uh, you know, excuse me, six things on the list rather, uh, th that it was said that he had to say in order to be able to continue to play for the NBA, because right now he's suspended for five games, all right, all because he had posted a link. He said nothing, all right. Um, he did not say anything about it. He did not produce it. He did not sell it, all right. Uh, he was not going on a, a campaign about promoting it or anything of that nature. He simply posted something on his personal platform, his social media, right? And so he basically now has to do something that Black folks have had to do, that Black folks have, have had to do, uh, you know, for, since forever, okay? So anytime uh, white folks, and that includes those, um, and I'm, I'm putting in that group in terms of with the, the Jewish community, uh, because unfortunately what happens is if you say something that they don't like, 
they literally will go out on a, out on a campaign to destroy your livelihood. This is a known fact, okay, period. So it's like you say something that they don't like, and if you don't come back and apologize for it, then best believe your livelihood is going to be at risk, all right? So with all of that being said, in terms of Kyrie, all right, what I wanted to focus on, though, was the comments that he made as it pertains to reading and studying. That right there, I said, oh my goodness. I said, he actually is saying the things that I talk about on my podcast, Real Reading Talk. How powerful reading is. How reading is a superpower. And that is the title of this episode. Reading is a superpower. This is what Kyrie Irving said. And another thing that he also said during that interview, he said he realized eventually he come to realize that when people have said, if you want to trick a black person, then you just put it in a book. Or a lot of us know that it was also said, um, I, I actually would hear this, what I'm about to say more often, if you want to hide something uh, from a black person, then you put it in a book. All right. He actually said that during the interview and I was just sitting up there like, oh, oh, alhamdulillah, praises due to God. I'm so glad that he said that because this is one of the main reasons why I started Real Reading Talk. It's because we have a history in the Black community of our education, us being able to learn, to read, to study. The history has been to deny us that. Why is that? Well, just like Kyrie said, reading is a superpower. When you're reading, when you're studying, now your whole world has opened up to you. Knowledge has become, just, just, just starts coming in like the floodgates. It just starts rolling on in. This is why in a system of the false notion of white supremacy, they do not want you. They do not want your children. They do not want me. They do not want my children. They do not want us to read. In fact, the things that they do want us to read and study has already been curated for us. They're like, oh, no, no, no. You know, you, you don't have to bother, you know, with learning about African civilizations. You don't have to worry about uh, learning about uh, different uh, the, the historical aspects when it comes to Black people globally. No, we don't want you to learn about that. We want you to learn about what it is that we put in your face right now, which is America is on top. Yeah, we, we did some bad things. We got the little stain of slavery. Yes, it's, it's, it's a little bad stuff in there, but hey, what society doesn't, right? Everyone has got some bad. This is just our little bad, okay? You know, we've done we've done some things, but guess what? We've always persevered. Notice they say we, right? And I'm sitting up here like, when were Black people a part of the we? When were Native Americans a part of the we? Just like right now, we in the month where, you know, folks, we getting ready uh, for, you know, Thanksgiving and all that. And, and the narrative, that's about the, the, the lie that's about to be, you know, touted once again, okay? You know, now, of course, 
they'll try to put in there little, little stuff like, oh yeah, you know, we, we know that, you know, the Native Americans, there were some bad things done, but, you know, they actually, we're going to acknowledge them. They actually helped us and, you know, and, and they, you know, had a lot of different things they had to offer. They taught, you know, this and that or whatever the case may be, but things are better. Things are great now, you know, and uh, we're all good, right? And you're sitting up there like, really, how are we all good? You're still disrespecting a whole group of folks. Just like in the black community, just like with us, you still are continuously disrespecting, lying, still trying to keep us from reading about the true history about this place, coming up with excuses about how, well, no, see, we can't talk about really all of the horrors of slavery because it'll actually hurt our young children. Our young children, they can't know about that yet. Let's wait until they're like junior and senior in high school. And then, you know, you can start like getting a little bit more into, you know, in depths of slavery. And, and then we'll actually offer black history classes as an elective. You don't have to learn about it. Okay. Because that's not actually the real education. That's going to be an elective now. You don't have to learn about it. You know, only if you choose to. Okay. This is the society that we live in. And I am so proud of Kyrie Irving, of standing up, standing up in the faces of those white supremacists, because that's all the media represents, the false notion of white supremacy. They are all, they all work together. The school system, the media, your job, the whole system. That's why it's called a system of the false notion of white supremacy. And I get that again, like I said, Professor James Small, he was the one where I first heard that term, the false notion, because ain't nothing supreme about somebody being a devil. Let's be clear. There ain't nothing supreme about somebody or groups of people being devils, period. And that's what we have to understand as black people. We have to understand that. We have to cast aside those false white gods that's been implanted in our subconscious. We have to cast those things aside, period. And we have to be empowered and understanding we have one God that we serve, all right, period. And our one God that we serve does not look like no white man or white woman, period. And y'all understand, those of you who are rocking with me, those of you who are listening, you feel me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We have to get rid of that in order for us to be able to grow, to be enlightened, to get that knowledge. And I appreciate one of the things I appreciate with Kyrie Irving is, is that he said, when he talked about basketball, he gave the comment, he said, yeah, I give my expertise opinion on basketball because he's an expert when it comes to the game of basketball. But he says, I give my opinion when it comes to things in, in, in regards to history or whatever the case may be. Because guess what? In saying that statement, he recognizes he's still learning. Yeah, young brother, he only 30, y'all. He's 30. My oldest son is 25. Okay? <laughs> Literally. All right? Literally, it's like for real, for real, Kyrie, he could be my son. But he's acknowledging the fact 
that he doesn't know. And he goes on to say, and he talks about why he didn't know. He understands why he didn't know. He did not grow up understanding and learning, obviously, about Black history in depth. And this is what I'm here to talk to you all about today. This is what we need to do. And what he was saying, that actually was a clarion call for us as Black people, empower your children. Empower your children. Don't sit up there and think that you're gonna send your children off to these doggone places and think they're gonna teach you about really the true foundation, the inception of this place here, this West mess, as some people call it, as I call it, this West mess, this experiment. They're not gonna teach you about that. It's not in their best interest. Remember the education of so this whole system is in the best interest of the people who created it. How would that serve them in any kind of way if they sat up there and talked about the true history of how America was created. They're not going to go back and start educating you about the Moors and how you had the Moors, these African Muslims who were in charge of Spain and how everybody thrived. And it wasn't just Muslims. It wasn't just African. It was African people. It was everybody. Everybody there was thriving. They called it the golden age. And this happened, I want to say, I'll say at least between 600 and 800 years. I'm not for sure of the, uh, the correct amount of years. But guess what? Guess what you can do? You can look it up. And that's the thing that I appreciate with Kyrie and what he was trying to do. He was giving you entry points. You go study. You go read. Teach your babies. That's what he's saying. He's 30 learning about this stuff. He didn't learn about this stuff when he was younger and he for damn sure didn't learn about it in school. And especially if you got a black son who's, you know, he exemplifies some type of athletic ability or he's tall, you know, you already know what they're going to push him towards. Oh man, you look like you could be a hooper. And unfortunately it'd be people in our community. Oh man, you should be a basketball player. Or if, or, or if you have a tall, you know, uh, daughter, you know, either she should be a basketball player or she should be a model. These are the things that we'll tell our children. It's not about, okay, you know, you know what? I think you, you could be, you can own your own construction company. You could be a carpenter. You could be a painter. You could be an artist. You could be a sculptor. All right. You could be an architect. You don't hear those things a lot. You're starting to hear them a little more now because I truly believe our people are starting to wake up more now. I am seeing that. All right. But we do have to make sure that we're doing that more and more. And that's the thing that I appreciate what, what Kyrie was saying. And they know that media knows they know good and doggone well. That man was not trying to sit up there and be, quote unquote, anti-Semitic. All right. But guess what? Because you know what they did, right? See, when he posted that link and now it's this big uproar. Now that movie, they said they shot to like the number one spot on Amazon. The person who actually, Jeff Bezos and his crew, they actually allowed this movie that's anti-Semitic and disrespects the Jewish community. They allowed that movie to be on that platform. And now it's now it's shot up to number one. You see, you see how stuff works? That's how that stuff backfires on folks. You sit up there and tell people, no, uh-uh, this is wrong, da-da-da, whoop-de-whoop. And then people, and then what happens is it piques their interest. It piques their curiosity. They're like, well, well, let me go see about it. Now it's an entry point once again. 
And that's what they get. That's exactly what you get. See, what you got to understand something is that the truthhood falsehood, uh, uh, bashes the brains out of falsehood. Taking the words from Imam Jamil Alameen, free Imam Jamil Alameen, formerly H. Rat Brown, who's incarcerated unjustly. All right? Truthhood bashes the brains out of falsehood. Always remember that. Always remember that. You stand on the side of truth, you'll never go wrong. Always remember that. Even if you're alone, even if you're by yourself, whether you're in your family, whether you're on your job, whether you're in that school, in your community, it doesn't matter. You always stand on truth. And I back my brother, Kyrie Irving. I back him. Because what he did, he is enlightening people to read, study. Quit always letting folks just tell you stuff, just like any, any information that I give on my podcast. Go research it. And that's what we have to be in the business of doing because they count on us not reading, just like he said. If you want to trigger a Black person, then you put it in a book. If you want to hide something from a Black person, you put it in a book. Count on them in words, not reading. They ain't going to research, but guess what? Real talk, real reading talk, and white folks, the average white folks, they're not really researching stuff either. They're not reading stuff because they don't have to. They have a system of this false notion of white supremacy. They have this bullying, all right, nature, this bullying system that says, I, I don't have to read anything. I'm white and I say so. That's what matters. That's the law. And that's why, again, like I said, we have to be empowered. Revolution starts with reading, with studying, with being empowered. And we got to hold on to that. So what I wanted to do, actually, is all like I, I always try to do is just leave you all with some type of tips, even though I know what I was saying. I, I hope these were tips that I was already given anyway, but I just wanted to give you all a few things that Again, you can implement in your homes so that you can continue to make sure that you're empowering yourselves and your families, all right? And so let me do this. Um, I'm about to grab my charger before my, before my uh, device uh, um, dies on me. Losing my, my words, all right? So yeah, so here we go, bam. All right, this is real time, okay? <laughs> That's all right, y'all know what it is, okay? But I had to do that. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm looking at the thing like blow battery. All right, so first thing again, and I've said these things plenty of times on my podcast before, but guess what? There's nothing wrong with repetition and reiteration, all right? Because that's how you get people to remember things, repetition, it gets in your subconscious, okay? And again, these, my, my folks who just started listening to me, this might be your, you know, this your first time listening. So this could be your first time hearing what I'm about to say. All right. So the first thing is this, don't start teaching your children that we as black people come from slavery. If you start your history from slavery, then everything else will seem like progress. Dr. John Enrique Clark, one of the, our you know, a uh, well-known, thorough African historians. He has passed on, but he has left a legacy of books, of lectures, empowering Black 
people. And that's one of the many quotes that he has said. So we do not have to start our history on the slave plantation, period. We are descendants of kidnapped Africans. We are descendants of enslaved people. That's why we should not say we are descendants of slaves. We're descendants of enslaved people because they were not slaves. They were human beings from the continent of Africa that were kidnapped by white folks, period. All right? And yes, even with the history with that, we know there, unfortunately, there were some Africans who were involved in the slave trade. However, however, that does not let the system of this false notion of white supremacy off the hook. They are the ones who created the whole system of enslavement and the system of where well, you're black, your skin is this color, so you're supposed to be a slave. They're the ones who did that, all right? So that's why when we talk about reparations, that's why we go to those places and we talk, we call out England, okay? You know, we call out all of those European uh, countries that were involved when it comes to the slave trade, period. We call them out the Dutch, all of them, all of them, you name it. So, but again, like I said, don't start your history there. You started off with the continent of Africa, the cradle of civilization, always started there. Our children should know about the Songhai Empire, the Mali Empire. They should know about these places, Mansa Musa, when they think of the person who was the richest person ever still to this day, they should think of Mansa Musa, not a uh, Jeff Bezos or, or Elon Musk or any of these people or Bill Gates. We don't want those names to come to their minds. And even if you talk about just rich people, period, we want them to think about black folks. Madam C.J. Uh, Walker, self-made millionaire. All right. We want them to think about you know what I'm saying? Folks who actually have built empires, built businesses, thriving. And these people look like your children and my children. Number two, when you do talk about slavery, make sure, like I just mentioned really um, in the first part, make sure that you always talk about the system, the false notion of white supremacy. Okay. So when you're talking about slavery again, you're talking about how they actually created the system that they are still reaping the benefits from to this day. That's how white people, they are able to, it does not matter. They can actually, they could be, you know, somebody out in the street, homeless, you know, drug, uh, used to be a drug addict, whatever the case may be, they get all cleaned up. They can get their lives back together and they'll get enter right back into society and they cool. Think about, you think about those celebrities. Think about how you, we've heard about black folks who, you know, wind up, you know, getting messed up in drugs or whatever the case may be. And then they just washed up. But then you got those who wound up, they got, was in the streets, drugs, did all kind of stuff. But then some kind of way, they'll know how to, they'll erase whatever things that they may have did or said. And they're able to still be continued to be celebrated. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. That's the first name to come to my mind. All right. Folks literally talked about how they remember him being in crack houses and all that type of stuff. 
But now it's like, please, he became, I don't know, I think he played one of them popular Marvel characters. But this is, but that's how the system of white supremacy works. And our children have to understand that so that when things happen, for example, if they're going to, they're working in an establishment and then all of a sudden they're doing everything right. They're crossing their T's, they're dotting their I's, they're on, they're at work on time. You know, they are, they actually get a promotion. They're doing well for the company. They made the company millions of dollars, but then they do, they make one little mistake, one mistake. They'll make one freaking mistake. Next thing you know, they get the pink slip. And they'll get the speech you'll have. They'll you, Chad will call him in the office, talking to Brother Tawan, talking about how great he's been an asset to the company and you know how he's helped our company make billions of dollars. He's done so many great things. They actually gave him a pro promotion the month before. But Tawan made a mistake, right? See, he drives the company car, okay? And so what he did was, instead of going straight to that appointment, he actually had made a detour to go and grab a snack. He went to the store, grabbed a snack, because he knew he was going to be at that appointment long. And he didn't want to have to, uh, after the appointment, he didn't want to have to try to go to a store because it was going to be late. And he didn't want to have to run the risk of trying to find a store, you know what I'm saying? And that was open or whatever the case. So he was preparing. Well, I'm going to go grab a snack real quick. Oop -de -doo. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Go to my appointment. I'm doing, I'm making millions. Got my promotion. Bam. But you know, they got those GPS tracking devices on them company cars, right? So they know where you stopping. All right. So then he gets called into work the next day. And next thing you know, he gets a conversation from Chad. And Chad gives him the speech about how he was such an asset to the uh, to the company and, you know, how he's been a benefit and all. And he he going to butter him up, right? So Chad, uh, so, so, you know, Tawan, he's like, okay, I'm good. I'm straight. Okay, so what's going on, Chad? What's up? Well, you know, company policy dictates that you're not allowed to stop anywhere on the way to an appointment, you have to go straight there to one. And, you know, we, we have you on the GPS tracking, uh, making a pit stop at the store. And, you know, in section uh, 209-5 slash A hyphen BC uh, FGHIJK 11 OP, um, it says uh, clearly uh, you can't make any pit stops on your way to an appointment. You can't do that. Because see, you do that's on company time and uh, we don't allow that. So you should have already prepared and had your snack maybe, you know, from home or, or before you came into work. Tawan, Tawan's like, man, I've been with the company for 25 years. Really? Now, mind you, he was coming up on, you know, his year of getting, you know, being able to uh, be able to get his pension. You know what I'm saying? Coming close to retirement. But guess what? <laughs> they about to give Tawan the pink slip because he stopped at the store to get him a pack of trail mix and a bottle of water. They literally are going to snatch all of that away because Tawan decided he wanted to get a snack so we he wouldn't have to worry about that after he got done doing what boss man had him do. That's how the system of the false notion of white supremacy works. See, those are the things your children have to be aware of. They have to know how it works. 
because you can best believe, oh, Tawan was getting fired that day. Okay. He was getting fired because see that, you know, that company policy that he broke, you know, that's something that's serious because he was on company time. You understand? But if your children don't understand what that looks like, then they'll be something like, oh my God, they'll have a freaking nervous breakdown because you know, that's what they want you to do, right? They want you to go crazy. Dr. Amos Wilson talked about that. You literally have to be out of your mind in dealing with this system. They want you to be out of your mind. They want you to be crazy. They want you to sit up there and walk away and be like, yeah, I, I, I guess Chad was right, man. You know, I should have been prepared. You know, proper preparation prevents poor performance, right? You know what I'm saying? Five pieces of success. I should have known, you know what I'm saying? That I should have had my trail mix and my water before work. How dare I go do something human, like go get some freaking snacks on the way to an appointment because I want to make sure that when I'm done, I ain't got to worry about trying to stop in no damn store when I'm finished at this long appointment. That's how it works, buddies. That's how it works. And guess why they can do that? Because section 205-59BC-FGHIJKLMNOP in the fine print is, I'm white and I say so. That's how I'm able to do that. I don't care if you've been with the company 25 years. I don't care if you got a promotion. In word, we said what you can and cannot do, Kyrie. Don't get it twisted. Get back in your place, boy. Now apologize and go pick up that ball and dribble some damn where and shut your mouth and be happy. We're paying you millions of dollars. Be happy, okay? Now shut your trap. That's what the system of white supremacy looks like. And that's why I'm proud of Kyrie for standing up against it and saying, no, not to damn day. You ain't gonna do that to me, okay? I worship one God and it ain't you, period. We worship one, period. And that's what they want us to do. They want us to submit and bow down to them. And Kyrie said, no. And he's waking up and he said, reading is a superpower. He is empowering himself. And this is what we have to do. This is what we must do. This is imperative, period. This is like life or death, period. Reading is not an option. We have to read, we have to study, we have to listen to the lectures. Dr. Amos Wilson, Dr. Joy DeGruy, Dr. John Henri Clark, Sheikh Anta Jope, Sylvian Jope. We have to study these people. When we start getting these names and we start learning about these books, Google them, get them. Listen to the books on audio, that's reading too. Listen to those lectures. You don't have to uh, feel like when you get those thick books, because I know a lot of those books that talk about our history, you know, a lot of them are thick and you have some that are not. Read them in bits and pieces though. Don't feel like you got to sit down and read it in one sitting. We can create study groups. We can have book clubs talking about these books. Like I highly recommend, like I talk about, I talk about as much as I possibly can. This book here, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, America's Legacy of Enduring Injury and Healing, Dr. Joy DeGruy. All right, 
breaking this down, period. And the last point I was going to say is that we have to make sure that we are teaching our children about young black entrepreneurs. They should see as much as possible young black folks in their age group who are starting businesses. They should see that. They should learn about the Mosiah Bridges, Michaela Omers, Corey, uh, Corey uh, Book, uh, not Corey Booker, <laughs> uh, I forgot, Corey Nieves, that's his name. He's the one who created the chocolate chip uh, cookie company, all right, Asia Newsome. They should know about these people. Maya, I forget her, Maya Penn, all right? They should know about these young black entrepreneurs so that they, again, they can see themselves in a way where they are creating, they are producing instead of always consuming, instead of always working for somebody else. They have to see themselves in these positions of power, empowerment, and not just empower just to say, I'm in power, I'm in control. No, because those people who are real leaders, they actually are helping to cultivate other people to be leaders. They are actually helping to bring out the greatness in the people around them. It's not about them trying to shine on a pedestal and they're like, yeah, yeah. No, it's about, yeah, I'm here. Guess what? You could be here. You could be here. We all could be here. We all have a role to play and our children need to see that. We don't always need to see our children going in these buildings and these corporations and you go look at the folks in the boardrooms making the decisions, they white and the people who are sweeping and mopping, no disrespect again to my people who are doing those things, honored positions, but they should not always see our people always cleaning up behind white folks because that's all it is. Because you know that, that's all it becomes. We clean up they mess. They get to do all these things and come up with all these rules and make us feel good because they didn't propped up, you know, Raheem and his managerial position, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, they got uh, Keisha, you know, she just got promoted, made sure she was promoted above Raheem now, okay? Because, you know, you got to have that black woman, black girl magic, you know what I'm saying? Above the black man, always got to have those options, right? Mm -hmm. All right. But this is what they do in those systems. And our children are seeing it. You think they you you think this not going in their subconscious? Well, you think because they little and they just playing and all that, and they're not they're not paying attention. A lot of time that's the thing. When our kids are playing and they are, you know what I'm saying, frolicking, that's the time actually where they're soaking up stuff. So you would be thinking that they're not getting that knowledge. We we thinking that just because somebody you see somebody sitting still like this, you thinking they're soaking it in. No, a lot of times it's when you are just you casual, you just, you know, kid playing, you know what I'm saying? Or you kind of casually doing this. That's when you start soaking up stuff. All right. And also we got to make sure that we're teaching our children about those black towns that were thriving. Like, for example, not just Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You have Weeksville in New York. Okay. Mound Bayou in Mississippi. All right, shout out to my daughter, Asia. She actually had brought this up uh, to me because she had learned it in uh, one of her classes uh, by one of her teachers, uh, Miss Parker, shout out to her. Uh, and Asia was, you know, telling me about it. She was like, yeah, you know, mom, you heard a mile by you. And it had sounded familiar, you know, and I'm like, no, tell me. She started telling me about the all black town and everything and in Mississippi. I was like, oh, okay. You know and I'm saying? I'm like, that's what's up. You know, these are the conversations that we should be having with our children. Slocum, Texas, okay, Rosewood, Florida, all right, Glenarden, Maryland, okay, all black towns, Seneca Village, 
what is now called uh, Central Park in New York, okay, Blackdom, okay, which is in uh, New Mexico, all right? So these are, these are just some of a few of the places. And these were places that were started, this was after, this was post-slavery, okay? So our people have always been vigilant about being self-sufficient, thriving in spite of this horrible, traumatic uh, place that has been anti-Black since its inception. Don't get it twisted. And we're not gonna vote our way out of anti-Blackness, okay? Let's be clear. Should we be voting on things that matter for Black people? Yes. Just like they just had that reparations rally, shout out to the brother Tariq Nasheed for organizing that and all the people who were there. Awesome. These are the things that we need to see. Folks are like, yeah, reparations. Yes. Quit being scared to say that. Quit being afraid to say what it is that we need. And this is and this is what this is part of the trick of white supremacy. They want you to always be scared of them. That's why they do them, them sick. You notice, you know, they they want to do those sick, devilish things. You hear about them nasty, sick serial killers, and you hear about, you know what I'm saying, them doing, you know. They mutilate bodies. And, and you think about how our, our, our African brothers and sisters were during on the slave plantation, how they would do things like cut off their foot. They were running away. All right. It was one story I had heard from Dr. Greg Carr, and I forgot the brother's name, but he talked about how he got punished for reading. You know what they did? They took some type of hot thing and it, it was uh, some type of poker or something. Literally, I think they they burned it first and literally poked both of his eyes out for reading, for reading. They do sick-ish like that, y'all. It's a fear factor because guess what? You a young child or even a grown person, you see that, you're like, oh my God, I never want that to happen. Don't look away from me. Don't never have me try to learn and read nothing. That, that's why in, in the movie Roots, that's why Kizzy's mom. She was about, she was ready to go off on her daughter. Like, don't you dare be trying to write them letters. Where'd you get that from? That's for real. That was real. It's the fear factor, being afraid again, because when you are afraid of sick demons, then it paralyzes you. Think about how when you're fearful of something, it almost, it like puts you in a state of paralysis. You don't even want to move. But if you understand that, yes, Fear is an emotion that was created, but also what combats fear is bravery, courage, empowerment, learning, knowledge, reading, being around people who are creating, developing, producing, all of those things punch the daylights out of fear. And that's the energy that we have to be on. We got this momentum, y'all. I feel it. I'm telling you, I feel feel it in my freaking bones. I'm telling you, I feel it in my heart. I see people waking up and we got to make sure we galvanize and connect with the people who are waking up. Don't be around people who are trying to pull you back and trying to make you say things like, you know, well, you know what I'm saying? We, we can't ask for reparations right now. You know what I'm saying? Let's give it about another. First, first what we got to do is, you know, first we got to ask for you know, to have uh, them to increase the voucher amounts, you know, for our, for our uh, young sisters who need vouchers for the babies and, and increase the food card amount. You know, let's start there. You know what I'm saying? You know, let, let's start with talking about, you know, pro-choice. 
You know what I'm saying? Let's start there. Cause you know, that's, that's such a big issue in the black community, right? Cause you know, we, we've always had an issue with ab abortion. Really? Oh, you could, what your eyes tell you who have more babies, black people or white people. I rest my case. I ain't even got to go there. Okay. So with all of that being said, again, get rid of the fear. As I'm telling you, I'm telling myself, we have to get rid of the fear, period. And when we do that, that's when we're empowered. And just like our dear brother Kyrie Irving said, reading is a superpower. All right. All right, y'all. So again, this has been episode, uh, I believe this is 42. I think last time I said it was 42. This is either 42 or 43. I did uh, kind of lose count. I write them down, but I lost count somewhere in the forties. Uh, so I thank you all though, again, for rocking with me. This is season two. I'm preparing to wrap up season two and getting ready for season three, which is going to be a banger y'all. Okay. I'm going to be interviewing, uh, black business owners and black authors. Okay. So that's going to be, uh, a, a lot of my focus on season three. Okay. So and thank you again for listening. My name is Miss Sasha. This has been another episode of Real Reading Talk. And please make sure that you keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. Take care, y'all. Peace. All right, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, I was going in. And I hope you all had your notebooks, your pens, pencils, whatever it was that you chose to write with. Because again, as you all know, with my episodes, I intentionally make sure that I'm dropping jewels and nuggets so that we can be empowered. This is not just about pontification, about talking. We do that all day long in the Black community. This is about true movement. And this is what Real Reading Talk has been about since its inception. All right. So I hope, again, that with these episodes, you are not only gaining the knowledge, you are actually sharing the knowledge, all right? It's not going to be any of use if we are getting knowledge and then we're not sharing it, all right? So make sure that you all are doing that. I greatly appreciate you. And now for a little housekeeping. Again, I am a pre-K through fourth grade reading tutor. The name of my reading tutoring business is ABC Learn Tutoring. If your children are dealing with phonemic awareness issues, all right, so the sounds of those letters, all right, identifying those sounds, comprehension, basic writing skills, okay, identification of those letters, all right, please make sure that you contact me. Go to abclearntutoring.com. Click on that free reading assessment today. That is abclearntutoring.com. Also, I'm the founder and executive director of ABC Read. ABC Read is our nonprofit organization. Our mission is to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in Black and underserved communities. We've been doing this since 2014. We've been giving away books, over 4,000 books. We are on a mission to give away 5,000 by the end of this year. Not just any books, okay? We're talking about new or gently used books that represent primarily Black people, Black culture, Black experiences. We make sure we're supporting our Black authors known and unknown as well. We have reading events and we give away healthy foods. This is how we're empowering the community, all right? So make sure you show us some support by going to abcread.org and please click on that cash app button or the donate button today. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Reading is Freedom, all right? There is a plethora, a multitude of read-alouds for the whole family, books, Again, that primarily represents our people, all right? 
and also and also in terms of me being a tutor I, I keep forgetting to mention that I am a certified dyslexia tutor okay I know there are a lot of our young people who suffer uh, through dyslexia, but guess what? You don't have to suffer anymore. You can be empowered. So make sure that you reach out to me if you, if your child uh, is having some issues uh, due to the fact because they have been diagnosed with dyslexia. Again, pre-K through fourth grade though, all right? And uh, I'm also, I sell uh, Reading is Freedom merch, okay? So my readingisfreedom.store website will be up very soon okay so i've been making some sales so it'll be i sell uh, reading is freedom t-shirts uh sweatshirts caps bags and it's going to be other merchandise as well so reading is freedom all right and also i want to uh, share with you all again about the book that i've been reading so i've been showing this book because i'm reading this book again all right this is my second time uh, a lot of times you get uh, a lot more of what it was that you read when you reread the book, all right? So a lot of the reading comes with rereading. So I'm rereading this right here and studying this book, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, written by Dr. Joy DeGruy. I just finished the book, In the Blink of an Eye, the autobiography of uh, brother, our dear brother Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, who was a former NBA player, okay? So I, please make sure you get your hands on that book as well. And I want to leave you all with the quote. And I'm just going to end the quote with what I've been saying from our dear brother Kyrie Irving all throughout the episode. Reading is a superpower, period. So with that being said, I thank you all for listening. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, share my videos on, on YouTube, Reading is Freedom. Also subscribe to the ABC Read uh, YouTube channel as well. That's specifically dedicated to our nonprofit organization, ABC Read. And make sure that you rate this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker, this and that. No, but yeah, you you know where to find me. Anywhere you can find podcasts, click, type in Real Reading Talk and there you will have it. All right. I appreciate you all. I appreciate your support. Thank you so much. And make sure that you share these episodes and make sure that you please keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. I'm Miss Sation. Peace.